Yo, what's up, Kevin? Hello, Mr. Blast Fight Life. How are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone for listening, and I want to introduce you all to Kevin Albert Phoenix. He is a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. He just got promoted, and we have been talking about MMA for years, almost 10 years. So we're going to make it a good podcast today, right, Kevin? Of course. We're MMA hardcore. Well, last night, holy shit. Nice card, you know. Maybe it wasn't the most stacked, not the most star power. But one thing that we know is for us MMA fans, whenever we watch fights, we always see great fights, whether it's finishes, whether it's decisions. Uh, why don't we talk about the main event, Kevin Vittori and Big Mouth Holland. Thoughts on that, brother? Um, well, just like the Derek Brunson fight, uh, yep. wrestling was the key to victory here. And uh, Kevin Holland did not improve whatsoever in that department. Bro, he didn't. And I mean, he had like a, uh, you know, he took the fight on it too. Three weeks after uh, he fought Brunson, right? But man, I mean, one thing I am happy about is that Kevin didn't really talk too much in this fight. He was talking, but not to the extent, you know, what he was doing in the last fight, right? Telling Khabib to give him wrestling advice. I mean, you know, maybe that's his thing, right? But hey, man, when you're in there, you got to be focused. But damn, taking nothing away from Vittori, he secures his number six ranking spot. And next week, we have Gastelum and Whitaker, you know? So either the winner of that fight's going to get the title shot or Vittori's going to get the title shot. Where do you think this puts Vittori, brother? He just got a win over uh, Big Mouth Holland, right? You think he's up there? He's, up. he's on a five-fight win streak now. So <laughs> it's either... I would say he should probably fight someone like Janny, Jared Cannonier or Great fight. Paulo Costa. Uh, either that or he skipped right to the title because he already has... He already has a matchup with the champ, and he did very well against him. So yes. he's right up there. Yeah, that fight was sick. I think that fight took place in 2018. You know, that Izzy in 2018 is not the same Izzy as now. Same for Vittori. People could uh, – Dana White could definitely market that rematch. And I agree with you. The Karanir fight was good. Karanir just got beat by Robert Whitaker a few months ago, right? Yeah, but he's still – I think yep. uh, Karanir is number three. Oh, okay. Rankings-wise, it makes sense, I think. Absolutely. I would do three versus number six. Perfect. And what about for Kevin Holland, man? So, everyone listening, Kevin Holland, you know, last year, 2020, he went 5-0. and He fought about every other month, and I think he got nominated or won Fighter of the Year. But, you know, he's had a tough, tough 2021. I mean, he's 0-2, and... He still has star power, right? But uh, I heard I, I heard after his interview that he wants to drop down to 170 pounds. Kevin, do you think there's some good matchups for Mr. Kevin Big Mouth Holland at uh, the Water? Well, Vittori did look a lot bigger than him, so it might make it, it might make a lot of sense for him to go to welterweight. If he goes to welterweight, he could even take fights. Well, I guess he wouldn't take fights as short notice as he does before. Right, the middleweight he wouldn't cut much. Welterweight, he might have to cut a little bit. Yeah, um, no, dude, I he jumps, Yeah, if he jumps into the welterweight division, I mean, welterweight has a lot of good wrestlers, so he he would have a hard time, but he could throw hands. Could. I would like to see him maybe against someone like a, like a Jeff Neal or Bahal Muhammad. Ooh, be a good matchup for him. Yeah, very good matchups. And his name value alone will put him already in the top 15 conversation, you know, around there. 
Uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what Kevin Holland and his management decides to do from now on. And But, you know, as fans, you know, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, you know, even the media, right? I think Kevin Holland joked around yesterday after his interview. He said, yo, guys, I'm going to Dagestan to practice my wrestling. But, hey, all in all jokes, to be an elite MMA fighter, you got to be sharp in every area. But Kevin Holland should definitely improve his wrestling, right? Yeah, I mean, he's making that joke, but uh, I don't think he <laughs> wants to go to Dagestan. That's going to be a tough, tough training right, camp. Dude. Maybe go to like an AKA or something. That might be more for him. Yeah, it definitely would, man. But damn, good for Vittori for securing his spot. He's in a good spot in the middleweight division right now. And, uh, you know, Izzy, he's going to come back and fight at middleweight. We'll see what happens there. And for Holland, you know, he's got to figure out his next career move. But Let's move on to another badass card. Can you tell another badass fight, Kevin, that happened last night? What was that fight? We were talking about it. It was Nunez versus Gern. Um, <laughs> Not Amanda, but Nina. Nina Nunez. Nina Nunez Ansaroff Mommy. That's her name. Wait, uh-huh. Mackenzie's a mom too now, so that's cool. You know, two moms going at it in the UFC. But holy shit. Holy shit. Mackenzie's Dern single leg was so sick. She just got it, and she just ran with it, tripped her. And once she got Nina on the ground, she just instantly started looking for that back take, armbar. And all those transitions were like nothing to her. But what do you think, Kevin? I'm just going to ask you straight up, brother. Can Mackenzie Dern become a UFC champion in the strawweight division by next year? What do you think? Well, there's not a lot of new faces in the strawweight division, so Dern's presence is definitely appreciated. I think if she can get one one more big win, she should definitely get the title shot next. Uh, she kind of has like an old-school Diaz vibe to her, where she just does boxing and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she definitely does. Do it. it just, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, in the strawweight division, I'm still waiting for, um, what is her name? forgot she was a wrestler and she won the ultimate fighter tatiana suarez she's still having her back issues i believe yeah i feel like she's a real uh contender i would like to see her come back i want to see maybe her against like a dern to see who's the next face in the strawweight division yeah brother from the rankings but uh before she got removed from the rankings i think she was number three or number four and cormier called her a mini habib just because she's super dominant in wrestling right i mean for those of you who don't know who Tatiana Suarez is, she uh, was on the Ultimate Fighter. She won the Ultimate Fighter, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, she won the Ultimate Fighter. She won the Ultimate Fighter. She was a California high school wrestler. She competed in freestyle tournaments. And we'll see when she comes back. But, yeah, going on to Mackenzie Dern, I mean, her jiu-jitsu is there. Her striking has gotten much better. Yesterday, we saw her set up those takedowns with her punches. And as far as Nina Ansaroff, you know, when this fight got announced, Kevin, I I honestly just thought that Dern was going to win, you know, because Ansaroff's jiu-jitsu is not as sharp as Mackenzie's. And when you're that good at one thing, you're going to, you know, it kind of reminds me of that quote that people say, if something is not broken, why fix it, right? So Mackenzie shouldn't, she shouldn't become a kickboxer. She shouldn't become, you know, a full-around boxer. She's so good at jiu-jitsu, she's going to use the other MMA skills to get people to the ground because that's her bread and butter. But what do you think is next for Nina, man? Because 
you know, I mean, going on her personal life, she's a mom now. You know, her and Amanda Nunez are living the life. They're, they got so much money. And I think Nina was off for uh, two years, right? Remember? She didn't fight for about two years. Uh, maybe like two years, a year and a half. Because yeah. I think her last win was against Claudia Gadelia, right? Yes, I think that was her last win. And I think that, that was, was... A, that was a good win because Claudia was, I don't know, she was, she was definitely top 10. Yeah. Maybe top five at the time, so... Yeah, Claudia uh, Gadeja has her rivalries with Joanna, so she's definitely a veteran in the strawweight division. So Nina beating Claudia Gadeja definitely told people that, hey, she's definitely supposed to be in the top 10. But you were talking about Tatiana, uh, Kevin. Uh, Tatiana beat Nina, remember? Yeah, and she beat Carla Esparza. And Carla and Nina both yeah. sit at number four and number five. So. That is correct, brother. Holy shit. But Nina, man, I feel like Nina, you know, she's got some thinking to do, you know. She can definitely fight. Or, you know, maybe she just, maybe this new mom life, you know, is her new calling in life. Or if she wants to fight, you know, I'm sure uh, they can book her another fight in the top 10. Uh, I know we got Carla Esparza fighting a girl named Jan Ziaunonan. I'm yeah, guessing maybe the loser of that fight could fight Nina. I mean, what do you think next for Nina, man? Nina could definitely fight someone like, um, I would say like Amanda Hebus or Angela Hill would be a good matchup. Oh, yeah. They're on the rise, kind of, you know, almost cracking that top 10, kind of, right? Yeah, because Amanda, Amanda was doing good. She'd lost her last fight, and then Angela Hill. Um, I think she just won, I, right? I don't know. She's a, But she's been doing better lately. She has. What, she has. The girl's name uh, on her. I was going to say it. Uh, Alex, what's her name? Grosso? But she's, oh, I, she's at Strawweight. I, I flyweight, sorry. Oh, yeah, she's a flyweight. Yeah, she was at Strawweight for a bit. But yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, so Nina, you know, we'll see what happens with her, man. As far as Mackenzie Dern, you know, I mean, sky's the limit. We'll see what the matchmakers have in store for her. All over Instagram, Kevin, I'm seeing all these potential matchups for Dern. People are putting pictures together of Joanna Jojacek versus Mackenzie Dern. Or Mackenzie Dern versus Carla Esparza, Zionan winner. But time will tell, man. You know, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. See how Mackenzie Dern does because she secured her spot as a top five strawweight. So when the rankings come out in the next few days, Mackenzie Dern will be in the top five at strawweight, dude. Damn. Super yeah, sick. Congrats to her. Yeah, congrats to her. And now we're going to move on to a fight that we were supposed to watch two weeks ago. Mr. Brian Ortega versus Volkanovski. And then out of nowhere, you know, Volkanovski's corner or he gets COVID. And next thing you know, Dana White says, you know what? We're going to put these guys on the Ultimate Fighter Show. So for all the fans listening right now, the Ultimate Fighter Show is coming back with coaches Brian Ortega and Volkanovski. But I don't know, man. Kevin, this just means we have to wait much longer for the fight, man. What are your thoughts on the tough aspect of this? The ultimate fighter. There can only be one. Well, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. It just prolongs everything. It and does, I was bro. not really a big fan of Brian Ortega getting a title shot very quickly because he took a year off he or did. two years off, maybe. Yeah. Long and time. Uh, he beats Chan Sung Jung, who, who is definitely a top five guy. He's sitting at number five right now. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it was just one victory over a very dominant defeat from um, 
Max Holloway. So I, I would have liked him to maybe get another win, maybe beat someone like a Yair or a Zabit. Yeah, dude, I agree with you, bro. I mean, honestly, I think it's all about it's all about star power now, you know. Uh, Brian Ortega, he's loved by many fans. And, you know, he did take that time off. And Brian Ortega made a big, big switch in his life. You know, he got a new camp. He's working out with new people. And he secured a spot, you know, as a number five ranked featherweight. But Volkanovski, man, I mean, this guy has a lot of, he's got a chip on his shoulder, you know. A lot of the media, a lot of fans are saying that Max should still be the champ. I just want to get one thing straight, you know. When two fighters are so, 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 so good, just like Alex Volkanovski and Max Holloway, you're going to get these fights, all right? You know, you're not going to get, you know, that fight where you knock someone out. At the top of the top, both people, when their skills are at their best, you get these razor-thin fights. But what are your thoughts on the uh, Volkanovski-Holloway fights, Kevin? Uh, well, one definitely goes to the first one. Definitely went to Volkanovski. Second one, watching it, I definitely thought uh, Holloway did enough to win. Nice. But they were both close fights, so um, I think Holloway is doing the right thing and doing taking these uh, high level fights just to prove that he's still at the top. He beat he recently recently beat Calvin Cater on the U, the first UFC on ABC. Yeah, in the beginning of the year. Hell yeah. And Calvin is up and coming. He's number six right now. Um, but if Max can beat, yeah, if he can beat like as a beat or a year, then yeah, he definitely deserves uh, probably another crack at it. Yeah, man. No, I agree, dude. And, you know, this whole controversy about Volkanovski and Max Holloway, you know, the media is always asking Dana White about, hey, you know, what about the trilogy? But, man, I'm telling you guys. Brian Ortega has a chance to be the party pooper. Brian Ortega can win that title, and he can be the one to fight Max Holloway. But either way, Kevin, I think Max Holloway's next opponent will be the winner of Ortega and Volkanovski unless unless Max Holloway decides to take another fight. Because like we said, you know, we probably won't see the Volkanovski-Ortega fight until probably sometime in the fall because I think the ultimate fighter is going to be released sometime in the summer you know yeah it's a tough but, one uh, man i think holloway will definitely probably will take another fight that's my guess all right yeah well we'll have to see ladies and gentlemen that's the featherweight division right there we got alex volkanovsky there we got brandon ortega there we got max holloway there we got a lot of good guys in the featherweight division and we'll just have to wait it out but tune into the ultimate fighter this summer We still don't know what weight class Dana White is going to bring in, whether it's going to be little guys, flyweights, bantamweights, or maybe even a woman's division. You know, who knows? Uh, But do you think there's going to be any drama, man, in this Ultimate Fighter? Because usually the Ultimate Fighter is, you know, like an MTV reality show. But uh, Volkanovski and Ortega, they're just two respectable guys. You know, they don't really talk a lot of shit. I don't know. I mean, Brian Ortega slaps up some rapper. Oh, I remember that shit, man. He might slap up some people. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't know, brother. I don't know. But, yeah. And this Ultimate Fighter is also going to show on ESPN, ESPN Plus. So, you know, right now, the UFC is making big, big moves as far as uh, being on UFC. And, you know, they're bringing the crowd back later this month in Jacksonville, Florida. So, featherweight division, it's going to move on. But we're just going to have to wait a couple more months for that fight. But let's move on to 
the big boys. Holy shit. I'm just going to say it, Kevin. You ready? I'm just going to say it, man. Say it. All right. John Jones will beat Francis. Oh, that's a bold prediction. It is a very bold prediction. And <laughs> But we have to trace back to uh, all the drama of Jones. He wants to get paid. But, hey, man, let's talk about Stipe, though. Can I honestly say that Stipe is a UFC heavyweight goat? What do you think? Yeah. I would just say he's the MMA heavyweight goat. I think his Ooh, resume is much right. better than, than Fedor's or uh, someone like Fabricio or Kane. So nice. Yeah, uh, dude. That's for me. Even yeah. even with this loss, he's he's still the best because he does have a win over Francis and he does have a win over he has two wins over DC. So yeah, uh, he lost. Who did he lose to? Stefan Struve? Like that? That doesn't even count anymore, <laughs> dude. That was yeah, like a few years ago, man. That was that, that that was a while ago. I think that was in the back in the UFC on Fox days, if I if I'm not mistaken. Might, yeah, might maybe even yeah, the beginning of the Fox era, probably. Okay, yeah, man. I mean, hey, you know, just like. Every champion, ladies and gentlemen, you know, whenever you have a champion, you know, and you look back at the record, you know, it's not always pretty, you know, but the most important thing about being a champion is, you know, you wanting to stay there. And he did lose his belt, Stipe, to DC, but then he came back and beat him. I remember when Stipe won the title in 2016, he knocked out Fabrizio were doomed. He knocked him out, right? He knocked him out walking backwards. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember watching that fight. And because I had a word doom in that fight, you know, I thought his jujitsu was going to be superior. But, you know, that's when uh, Stipe's reign came. And then out of nowhere, Francis came in the mix. And then, you know, I still remember, man, Stipe had a chip on his shoulder in that fight. Because if you remember uh, when Dana White was going to put the belt around Stipe, Stipe got the belt and gave the belt to his coach. And his coach put it on Stipe's waist. But Stipe is the best heavyweight. But now we have a new heavyweight champion, Francis Nungano. And when you win the belt, ladies and gentlemen, you know, it's great. But every new champion wants to defend that belt. So, Kevin, what would you rather see? Would you rather see Francis Ngannou versus John Jones? Or would you rather see Francis Ngannou versus Stipe, the trilogy? Uh, definitely John Jones. I think Stipe should, should sit back and reflect on this. Because it just nice. seemed like... Uh, I remember... I don't know if you read uh, Stipe's Instagram post. He kind of blamed... Him walking into the punch, which he did. He did walk uh-huh. into that punch, but uh, it didn't seem like he could do much to Francis uh, the whole fight. Like one time he yeah. did shoot in for a single, and Francis just had a nasty sprawl. Oh, that was so sick. So this, uh, it doesn't seem good for him. I don't I don't think the UFC wants the, the trilogy. Uh, to be honest, okay. I would. I think he should probably stop or get one last win against someone like a like a Derek Lewis or a Curtis Blades. Nice. But even then, it's like, what more do you have to prove? You're 38. You yeah. Mean, you're the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. You still have a full-time job as a firefighter, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think you need that money. Yeah, no, nah, dude, I totally agree, man. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough to hang up the gloves. You know, fighters have this ego, you know, that they can still get a crack at that belt. But, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, if Stipe does get a fight, you know, you said Derek Lewis. I think that'll be a great fight. There's many options for Stipe. And I think at this point, you know, depending on how Stipe and his management get along with the UFC, you know, I think Stipe can probably even choose his opponent, you know. But as far as Francis Nugano, damn, you were mentioning that sprawl. Dude, when Stipe went in for that shot and then you saw that beautiful hip 
of Francis, holy shit, man. That's when I started getting scared in that fight. I was like, holy shit. If he stopped this takedown, then have to then Stipe is going to have to face uh, Francis's heavy punches. And so and so, it happened. He got knocked out. And he is new UFC heavyweight champion. So we're going to see what Dana decides to do, man. Because John Jones wants more money, right? But at the end of the day, man, you know, Francis is going to defend his belt against whoever they put in front of him. Because to me, it seems like Francis, literally, he just wants to fight. You know, he he's a very humble guy, right? So he'll fight whoever. And... What about Derek Lewis, man? Do you think Derek Lewis can be thrown in there in the mix with Francis? He's the number one contender, in my opinion. He is. But he's being over yeah. overlooked because of this whole John Jones thing, you know? So Derek has, Derek has a win over Francis. Oh, yeah. I remember that fight, man. So they could definitely sell that fight, too. You know, the rematch, they could put it on a big pay-per-view. Most definitely. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the heavyweight division. But the big boys, anything can happen with the big boys. They got not the power. Woo! All right, Kevin. Yeah, just, just wanted to mention Cyril Gaon is about to fight Alexander Volkov. So that's number four against number five. So they might even uh, upset um, someone oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if either Volkov or the other one? I mean, at this point, what really matters is the type of performance you put, right? Because yeah, even if you beat, you know, the number two ranked guy, but, you know, if someone lower in the rankings is getting knockouts left and right, you know. So, I mean, the perfect example is Derek Lewis. I mean, he's knocked out, you know, most of his opponents. Uh, so Just knocked out Curtis Blades. Knocked out Curtis Blades. Yeah, that was a very, very good win. Uh, and then the same opponent that Volkov is fighting, um, Gain, right? Gain? Yeah, C- no, Cyril Gone. Cyril Gone. He won that fight uh, by a decision, but he was criticized by Dana White for that fight, remember? Because he because it wasn't so exciting, that fight. Against Jarzinho, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he won, you know, which means he's a top five guy, but, I mean, just because he didn't get a knockout, you know, but I get it, knockout sell, but yeah, that's a good fight. So right now, the, heavy, the heavyweight division is moving. It's moving. It's moving. So we're going to see it move, and... I want to get on to another topic. Uh, one of Kevin's favorite fighters, the diamond, Dustin Poirier, has a chance to beat one of the biggest, if not the biggest, MMA superstar. And so, first and foremost, I just want to say I didn't really want to watch this rematch, Kevin. But after thinking about it, you know, I mean, of course I'm going to watch it, right? But I honestly rather fight for the title but hey ladies and gentlemen when you're on top of the MMA world and you've seen those big big bucks get into your bank account sometimes you're going to have to make those money moves and that's what Dustin did. Dustin knows he's going to get a lot of money with this Conor McGregor fight and I don't know man you know um, this reminds me a lot of when Dustin, no when Nate Diaz fought Conor back in 2016 and when he got submitted and then he came back a few months later and beat Dustin you know in a close fight what do you think, man? Because, you know, Conor McGregor, you know, he's done it all, right? You know, he's won two titles in two different weight classes. But Dustin Poirier, you know, he's definitely in the peak of his prime, right? I mean, they fell each other out many times. Two fights. Who do you got, Kevin? Dustin or 
Connor. Well, I just want to say you're absolutely right on uh, Dustin's decision. He was, from what I understand, he was offered the title fight, but he yeah. chose the McGregor fight instead. Yeah, and it's all um, good. It is all good. Um, I definitely have the du- the diamond on this one. Not I think he showed he's more versatile. Um, I think if I remember he was going for takedowns. I think if he if he can mix it up, he did a good job of mixing things up. Most definitely. Connor is a is a striker. I mean, he was working on his uh, takedown defense against Habib. He's actually done the best uh, take uh, takedown defense out of everyone Habib has fought in a title fight. Yeah, that that yeah yeah. Going back to that 2018 fight, you know, Conor McGregor did do some very good things in Khabib's first takedown attempt, but eventually, just Khabib just keeps chain wrestling and chain wrestling, and eventually he got him to the ground. But yeah, uh, let's not underestimate Connor's jujitsu and wrestling. You know, it's definitely there. But, and you were talking about you know Dustin Poirier going for takedowns, which is very very important. But man, over there at ATT, dude, Kevin, I'm telling you, man, they got like solid guys, right? Together, a great game plan, and they executed big time on those calf kicks. And Kevin, I mean, I was showing you all these uh, Conor McGregor videos, right, about Connor going on Twitter and. It seems like he's, you know, trying to talk shit again. He's saying, oh, I'm going to knock out Dustin in the fourth round. And he just posted up a video of him kicking the bag. But I don't know, man. You know, do you think Dustin's going to follow the same game plan or maybe a little be a little bit more aware? What are some predictions? Well, the game plan for Dustin, well, everyone says the, the calf kick was, was the move. Yep. But the way he phrases it is that he was just mixing it all up. So I think if you do that against Connor, it, it opens everything up because he didn't finish him via calf kick. He finished him via strikes. He finished him with his boxing. It, he did. The boxing was open because of the calf kick. The f- laid it on him. Yeah. Dropped him. Next, you know, McGregor was taking a nap nap. But hey, you know, it happens. They're one and one, right? Uh, yeah, this fight's going to be very, very interesting because. Conor McGregor, you know, he obviously has a lot of talent, but it's going to be very interesting to see how he comes out because we've seen Conor go five rounds before, you know, with Nate Diaz, and we've seen Dustin go five rounds many times, you know, this Dan Hooker fight, his earlier fights. Uh, I don't know. I keep going back and forth with this fight, you know, but the pick I have, I'm going to have to go with Dustin again, man, you know, just because I think his confidence is good, and I mean... Dustin could have easily said, you know, I already beat McGregor, the biggest MMA superstar. You know, just give me that damn title shot. But to me, this shows that Dustin not only wants the payday, but he also believes that he can beat Connor for a second time in a row. And if you think about it, Kevin, if Dustin is successful in beating Connor again, two wins over Connor McGregor, that's huge. Without a doubt, he's going to get that title shot. And it's even going to be give him more of a better status as a contender. When he fights the winner of Chandler and Oliveira, or even then, Kevin, whoever wins uh, this fight between Connor and Dustin, of course, they're going to be the number one contender. But uh, I was actually thinking about one of them being a backup for Chandler and uh, Oliveira, but I think that fight's going to happen next month, right? Next month, that fight happens. Um, I'm gonna double check. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, brother. Michael Chandler, ladies and gentlemen, will be fighting Charlie Oliveira for the vacant lightweight title next month in May. So, 
Conor McGregor will fight Dustin Poirier for the third time in July. So it's May fifteenth. May they're, they're supposed to headline two sixty two, which is May fifteenth. Dude, I can picture it already, man. The winner of Conor and Dustin faces off in the cage after the fight with the winner of Chandler and Oliveira. Damn, that's gonna be good. Holy shit. Dude, finally, right? Finally, Khabib got stripped off of the title because he was he was holding that belt hostage, you know? Yeah, for You know what? I disagree with that because Ooh. a champion can hold on for a whole year without defending. So it's up, it's up to him to make the decision. Um, it, also, he, he did not hold the belt hostage. He was told to help, help hold it because Dana and company wanted him to continue fighting. He kept saying no, <laughs> but they just kept saying it. Yeah. You make a good oh. point there, brother. Yeah, I know, right? Every other week, don't remember? I'm going to meet with Khabib this weekend. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to meet with Khabib. You know, but... The it, is moving on. And going back to McGregor and Dustin, if McGregor wins, that puts him back on top. You know, I mean, winning solves everything, right? But Connor. Having the title shot again at the end of this year, you know, I could definitely see that, but we're gonna have to wait and see. This pay per view is definitely gonna sell a shitload. I mean, we still, I don't think we still have a location for uh, Dustin third fight. And honestly, I don't, is it? Because we've seen a lot of rumors about the fight, but has it actually been confirmed? Kevin, do you know? Usually, five was confirmed. No, the only thing that's been confirmed is that Dustin has signed his contract. But from what I understand, Dustin signed, so then it's easier for McGregor to sign. That makes total sense. So it's just one, one half of it. One half of it is done. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, and you know, what I was going to say is, you know, who knows if this fight's going to be in a crowd, you know? I mean, we're only finding out right now, you know, uh, with these UFC events, what's going to happen, you know? But the UFC would definitely like to see Conor McGregor win, you know? But... Whatever happens in that fight, man, whether it's a finish, a decision. Do you think this fight goes to a decision, man? I mean, what do we see? A five-round war, Kevin. Five-round war of McGregor going at it with Dustin Poirier, man. Do you see a five-round war happening? No. Oh, no, all right. Yeah, no five-round I, I feel like McGregor, both McGregor and Poirier style lead to finishes. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we're going to have to see a finish then. This fight. But, holy shit, so many fights coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, April, we got a shitload of fights. We got a uh, the card in April. Uh, Kamar Usman, Masvidal, we got Rose Namajunas, and Wiley. And we also have, uh, there's another title fight on that card, if I'm not mistaken. Or no. I'm looking it up right now oh. for the Usman Masvidal. Bullet Valentina. Bullet Valentina versus Jessica Andrade. Correct. Yeah. Damn. All right. Woo. What are your predictions for all those three fights, Kevin? Let's do it. All right. I'll go from bottom to uh, main card. Or yeah. Main yeah, card. yeah. Let's do it. Valentina. I see Valentina finishing Jessica Andrade. Ooh, all right. I see... Weili Zhang defeating Rose Nami Yunus. Okay, okay. And then, um, yeah, I see Kamaru grinding a decision against Jorge Masvidal, even though he claims he's going <laughs> to knock him out. 
I see him just wrestling him. Yeah, no, right? Dude, those are the same picks I have. Well, in terms of Kamar Usman, yes, I think he will be dominant again. I mean, Kamar Usman is just too dominant, you know? I mean, he's got the wrestling pedigree. He's got the pressure. He's got... Uh, as far as Valentina and Jessica Andrade, I want to touch on that real quick. So, I don't know. I have this itchy feeling that Jessica Andrade could land that punch. But then again, when you're fighting, you know, one of the best women's fighters, Valentina Shevchenko, you know, Valentina Shevchenko has fought every style. She fought Joanna in MMA. She fought Kate Hagan. She's back when she was uh, at Bantamweight. She fought Holly Holm, right? So, uh, Nunes. Yeah, Nunez too, those two fights. So there's nothing that Valentina has not seen yet. But it's going to be interesting because the women's fight with division, you know, uh, there's a lot of girls coming up. You know, we got Alexa Grasso who just entered the top 10. Um, Gillian Robertson just lost to a Maverick. I think she's on the come up to number the top 10 rankings too. Uh, and if, if Jessica Andrade wins the title against Valentina Zucheco, I think Dana White might just give Valentina the rematch just based on her superstardom and whatnot, you know, or who knows, man. But the thing I like to say is it's always great to see a new champion, you know. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait till the night of the fight, Kevin, and decide who I'm going to put my money on, whether it's Bullet Valentina or Jessica Andrade. But who knows, man. But I wouldn't be surprised if Bullet Valentina just beat her up, you know, because... Uh, one fight I do remember is Bullet Valentina got a nice armbar on Juliana Pena in the bantamweight division. Do you remember that fight? Uh, no, but they always show highlights of it every time they have <laughs> Valentina. Yeah, they do. And I bring that up because this just means that Valentina, she's so well-rounded, ladies and gentlemen. She has her jiu-jitsu. She has her striking, which she's known for. And Jessica Andrade, you know, to the casual fans, she might just have that a... Uh, Lucky punch, but let's not forget how Jessica Andrade won the title. She picked up. Who did she pick up? She she slammed Rose on her head to win the strawweight title. Remember? Yeah, it was one of the. It's like one of the only. I mean, there's a couple, but it's a very rare thing to do have a, have a slam finish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm really excited for this fight because the way they're gonna market this fight is gonna go like this: the for the current. Women's flyweight champion versus the former strawweight champion. So, and number one, yeah, I mean, geez, I don't know what's gonna happen in this fight, you know, but they're both gonna be quick, they're both gonna be on their A game, and it's gonna be interesting to see how Valentina, you know, fares up against, you know, the small, stocky power striker and Jessica Andrade. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of fights lined up for April. Uh, this weekend, we also have Gastelum fighting Robert Whitaker, so make sure to watch that. And then the week after that, Kevin, right? It's UFC 260. What's the number? 262? The fights we just talked about? Or 263? Um, let, me, let me double check that. Okay. Double check. Man, it's just, all these numbers it just confuse me. UFC 160. UFC 161. UFC 164. It's 261. 61. UFC 261 this month with the crowd. Holy shit. And then next month, we're going to get a new lightweight champion. And then we got some awesome fights lined up for the summer. Kevin. We have the return of uh, Dillashaw. Oh, shit. That's right. Blast Fight Life just posted a video a few days ago about a TJ Killashaw highlight. So he's going to be fighting Corey Sanhagen. There's a better time to be an MMA fan. When the pandemic hit last year, you know, a lot of MMA fans like myself were scared. 
scared that we weren't going to be able to see MMA fights for months. But Dana White, you know, he made it happen. The marketing team, they made it happen. And people who deserve the more praise during this time is the fighters. On the line, they're getting in that cage. They're cutting that weight just to give us fans a show, right? So let's take a moment and appreciate all these awesome fights that we've had throughout this year, all right? And with that being said, this is the end of Blast Fight Life podcast episode number three with special guest Kevin Albert Phoenix. Kevin, I know you got some shout-outs, bro. Let's hear those shout-outs. Uh, let me give a shout-out to Osage Republic. If you're in the Southern California area, Orange County, L.A., Riverside, go get some authentic Brazilian acai. Um, shout-out to Brazilian top team, best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu team in the world. Shout-out to uh, Kings MMA. Shout-out to Rotterdam Boxing. There you go. Hell yeah, my boy! Woo! We did it! Episode number three. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you everyone for tuning in and more podcasts to come your way this month. Let's keep watching MMA. Let's keep training MMA. Let's keep living that good life. Peace out, guys! See you.